Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey everyone, we're Ted and Ashley Slater, and on this episode, we're doing something a little different. Instead of hearing from us, you're going to listen in on a conversation I had with Todd Tillman and his wife, Brooke. Todd was a season 18 winner of NBC's The Voice. He and Brooke were high school sweethearts and they've been married 24 years. You're going to love this conversation as we chat about how our marriages can go the distance. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, Ted, I recently chatted with Todd and Brooke Tillman Mm -hmm. about marriage. They shared their story with me, and we talked about some practical ways to work through hard seasons, not to give up, and to see your marriage go the distance. Now, you actually had to miss the interview. I was absent. But you had a good reason. I did. I um, I do website stuff, website development, and I've been working on a project for like 30 days. And it was like the day you were doing the interview was the night that I took the site live. And it was a big, big, scary thing. Right. But I don't think when we originally scheduled the interview, that was the case. I think things got shifted. Exactly. We had to delay the bringing the site live. So I was up till 3.30 that evening, next morning. Right. And then I got started getting some support calls around six in the morning. So I was, it was a very groggy day for me. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. And our girls, our girls love to do musicals. So they were doing Seussical Junior and you actually had to wait till the third performance to go just because of all the deadlines. But that's life. That's life. Right. Stuff comes up. Yeah. And we say, okay, this is a season. We know not every weekend is going to be where you're working all the time. Uh, Hopefully not. Yeah. So seasons. Okay. Well, before we share my conversation with the Tillmans, I want to tell everyone listening a little bit about them. So Todd was a pastor of a small church in Mississippi when he won season 18 of NBC's The Voice. And what I really love about their story is that if it hadn't been for Brooke, Todd would have never auditioned for The Voice. I read they have a book called Every Little Win. And I read that in preparation for the interview. And at one point he said he thought he was just going to audition to get a nagging wife off his back. (laughs) I mean, look what happened. And they talk in the interview a little bit about how she's got the kind of big faith ideas and has to push him a little Mm -hmm. bit. He's a little more practical as they balance each other out, which I loved. So they've been married for 24 years, are the parents of eight kids. I believe they've adopted two of their kids from, I think, Korea. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's right. They have a book, as I mentioned, called Every Little Win, and Todd recently released a new single called Dig My Grave. Well, that's a happy town sign title. (laughs) Well, it's basically this idea of, yeah, you're going to bury me, but I'm not going to stay there. 
I'm going to go on to heaven. Uh, yeah, his music, it blends the sounds of country, gospel, worship, and classic rock. And I have to admit, you know this, but our listeners don't, that we don't really watch The Voice. Right. So we did not see the season he was on. But apparently it was the season during the pandemic where they sent all the contestants home. That's wild. And so they really talk. They don't talk about this in the interview, but they talk about this in the book and other interviews I've seen. How the timing of it, I think God really used them to incur their joy and their faith to encourage people watching. As yeah, that's a good point. Everyone, yeah, was okay. in lockdown in their houses. Right. Um, so I did try to find the season on all of our streaming apps and couldn't find the old season. But I did read the book and listen to a bunch of songs. So what I loved about them is they're so real. They're just authentic. It's just a fun conversation. So let's jump into my conversation with Todd and Brooke Tillman. So Todd and Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on the Team Us podcast. So I just finished reading your book, which I really enjoyed. And I loved the different things you guys had to say about marriage. You actually wrote, we win when we're willing to put the work into our marriages. You can overcome hard things together. So for those listening who haven't read your book or don't know your story, could you talk about the struggles you faced early on that almost led you to divorce and share how God worked in your hearts and your marriage? Yeah. I mean, you you want to take that one? I know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, which I don't think is a bad thing. I, I've really enjoyed it. I might be lying, but I think statistically, people who marry young last longer. Yeah. Uh, um, but I may be wrong about that. that. Which now, you know, I really enjoyed stuff like we got to grow up together. We got to kind of change together. But it had its own unique challenges in that we were immature. I was young. I was the baby of the family. I, I would consider myself a little bit spoiled. Still am. And, you know, we encountered, I know for me, I encountered kind of getting caught up in I wanted this fairy tale. And I felt like, you know, we all have these fantasies about how marriage is going to be and be young and kind of watching the movies and, and marriage is not like the movies, you guys. <laughs> I'm sure if you're married, you both figured that out. And I think I began to think the grass was green on the other side. And and that kind of threw us into, I mean, what was it, about two years? We had a baby pretty quick, six months. Yeah, We got pregnant six months after we were married. So that threw in a lot of pressures there. So we were in ministry. And I began to just feel like, oh, we're just better as friends. And, and you know, and in that meantime, I I think Todd was really distracted, you know, with with what was going on in his life, and and I think a little bit put me on a pedestal. I would say, and maybe put me before or even God. I'm not some of the stuff that you would say. Yeah. And it, it just kind of rolled into us having a regular fight one day. And then I just laid it out there like week. And 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 from there, you can kind of take your perspective on. I know it was really, really rough. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we both sort of played roles in that, but just in very, very different ways. Like, I think her, from her side, and I mean, you can certainly like something, but we're all on my up. Yeah, but I think I think Brooke was a little more. Oh man, I think she was a little more concerned. I guess with with what she was seeing around her and her peers and even family members. You know, kind of out there living a single young adult life. And when we got married, we were young. We were just barely adults. Period. You know, so we never really got that single young adult thing. But from from my perspective, I think. I mean, there was a lot of me, you know, I realize even now that I sort of married up, you know, and so I kind of, I kind of felt, I guess that was part of it. But honestly, I think my role in what happened when our marriage almost ended. Now, I don't want you to be wrong. We've had several rough spots through the years, you know, just really rough. But that's the only time anybody ever actually filed for divorce. Like Brooke actually physically went and filed for divorce. But I think my role was just more, 
I, I don't know. I guess I was just sort of lukewarm, you know, I wasn't really. And even, you know, in our household, I think everybody's household is different. I don't know what's going on in anybody else's living room, you know, at 830 on a Tuesday night. But for us, I mean, I've, I never have been like overly, superly spiritual. Brooke's really more spiritual than I am as far as like that. I'm more practical. I'm very practical. You know said, like if we come upon a out, like I'm going to speak to it, I'm going to prophesy to it and he's going to get a shovel. Yeah, both, but we'll together we'll get them out up away. But so, having said that, I don't want it to come across as if like I was like just Mister Superhuman Spirit Man, and then I just cooled off. I just really wasn't focused at all on what God might have for us or what we were. And we've, you know, through the years in lots of ways, and not just then, we've sort of paid the price for not really for looking more toward what other people might want than what God might have had in store. Absolutely. I, I learned that, you know, love is a choice. And yeah. there's going to be a lot of times in marriage where you have to choose to stay. You have to choose to work it out. You have to choose to love. I think in any relationship. Oh, man, yeah. There's going to come a point in time. People are going to disappoint us. Or we're just going to be disillusioned because maybe we bought into, for me, you know, I know as women, we are, we're romantics. And, and, and actually, Todd's pretty romantic, but it was just more, I got caught up almost in the fantasy of what I wanted marriage to be. And begin to fantasize I could have that elsewhere. Instead of working in my own marriage to create that, I bought into the lie the enemy was telling me that, oh, you got married too young. You didn't experience life. You know, there's other people more compatible for you. You know, when you hit rough patches, you know, and, and I did have, I had, I had family members and, you know, friends that were all single and living that life. And, and, it, and, and, and I just, I believed the lie of the enemy. And, and ultimately the goal there was, not only didn't take our marriage up, but we had we had Egan, our oldest. Yeah, time. we had we only had one kid at the time. <laughs> but God had planned for our that the enemy wanted to stop that. You know, yep. he wanted to stop our story, and he almost did. I mean, yeah. I literally originally come back first out of pressure. The guy got a hold of me, and I remember just like in a choice where one night we come out of, I was having like a ladies meeting, and I had some prayer, and I don't even know what happened, but I remember I walked out, and I think I've probably been back for about lunch. Yeah, and I really wasn't. I don't know about that long, but a while. Yeah, I was back for a while. Well, I was really planning on doing what his mother had asked me, which was to stay six months. If I would do it six months, and then I could leave, and that was my plan. Um, but I remember um, God ran a hold of me in a prayer meeting with some ladies, some some ladies, some older ladies, some wisdom ladies that poured in. And I remember I left, and I told Todd, I said, I don't know what, if anything's going to be different, yeah. but I'm going to try. Yeah. And and I think that made all the difference. It was a choice. It was a choice I made. I- well, I love, I mean, I love that, that, you know, you're talking about love is a choice. You know, um, it's funny because Ted will sometimes say it's my obligation to love you. And that can sound seriously unromantic. But what he's really saying is in those moments when I don't feel like loving you, I have committed to loving you and to being there. And do you think like we have found when we've gone through really hard times and we make it through the hard time, it helps us the next time we go through a hard time because we're like, okay, if we made it through that, we know this might be uncomfortable and messy, but we can make it through again. Yeah, we have that conversation all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember like in our first really, really bad that that go round, we ended up going and sit down with a pastor. And I remember somebody told me it's always stuck with me is just take divorce off the table. You know, mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, and I'm not speaking to another situations where there's abuse and things like that. I'm not speaking to that. But I'm right. In specific where there's just those struggles of, I don't know if I'm going to be here anymore or just, you know, and I remember him saying, if your kids do something you don't like, if your kids disappoint you, if your kids hurt you, are you going to not be their parent anymore? Are you gonna are you gonna quit? And it really just resonated with me because that's the kind of sort of covenant, that's what a commitment is. That's what that's what an obligation is. It's like even when I don't feel it, even when myself or the other person is not acting the part, 
you know, that's just off the table. We're not, you know, you're not going to quit being your kid's parent. I'm not going to quit being his wife, you know, and that's kind of, it's really helped us over the years that I don't think divorce has ever been back on the table. No. You know, and, and so, but I, I that was something we just made a choice going forward. It just, now the table's got, the table's gotten pretty messy if you still in other ways. <laughs> Yeah, I think we I think we might have said meaner things than divorce <laughs> through the years, but I don't know. That that wasn't gonna be an option. And and that's made all the difference because I think marriage is ebb and flow. And so you're gonna have seasons where it's ebbing and seasons where it's flowing. Yeah, and seasons and that's a choice. Right. Seasons where you might be like, I don't like you very much right now. I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. Yeah. 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 So how long have you guys been married? 24 years this past November. Okay. I, so I knew it was 2022 was 24. That's awesome. That's awesome. 10 night just did, tw- just celebrated 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's really kind of, it's, it's like with kids, we tell everybody, once you get past three, it's all the same. Marriage is kind of like, if you can get past like that 10 year or 15 year mark, I mean, you're really, it is, you know, you're just, I don't know what it is. You're just sort of trucking together and you might as well just ride it out to the end now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> A bunch of kids. And then you're not going to be able to go and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, kids, I'm here. None of us going. Up. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. You know. I love that. So, what would you say to young or even not so young couples who might be thinking about calling it quits? Like, how would you encourage them or challenge them? Oh man, I would say 100%. We've, we've had this question a few times. My, my take on it is it is always without fail and without question better on the other side. If you will tough it out, your marriage, your relationship, everything is better on the other side of whatever that thing is that made you want. If you look, quit. it's not going to get better in your next marriage. Yeah. So if you don't want to stick it out because it's going to get rough and tough, you're going to, you're going to have rough waters. In any relationship. So you don't, I mean, I I read an article one time and it was not even a Christian. And they literally said the percentage of people, like it was, it was upwards, like 80s, almost 90% wish they would just stuck it out in their first marriage. They wish they would have just stuck it out. And so it's, it really is, it does get better. Like I said, it ebbs and flows. There's going to be seasons where you're just connecting or you're just getting each other. And there's going to be seasons where you're just not and tough it out, stay. And ultimately you look back, man, and you've got this, yeah, you've got this, Really, like even with us, it's like we've got this really remarkable story when you look back. But, but you know, we didn't we didn't realize at the time, you know, that we were putting together this like you know tapestry. You know, we just were doing life. And but now looking back over it, you know, and and that you sacrifice that, and 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 it does. Like you know, I don't want to say you know I understand that there's there are different people in different circumstances dealing with different things. So I certainly don't want a blanket statement in any anything. Um, but I will say in, in general, like in, and when I say in general, I just mean people who feel like they've fallen out of love and they just want to do something else. I, I'm telling you, it, it's, you're, it's not going to be better with someone else. It's going to be the same, possibly worse, you know, because now you have baggage that you didn't have before, you know, with the exes and all the everything, you know, and yeah, yeah. Don't have to deal with something. You might as well deal with yourself. I mean, you're going to, you know, I think what's that thing we read? You're going to do hard. It's hard to stay married. It's hard to be divorced. It's hard to lose weight. It's hard to be fat. You know, it's kind of, and you're going to, you're going to pick. No, no, no. 
hard, that doesn't mean it's bad. Having kids is hard, but it's not bad. Right. And so just because something's hard, that doesn't equate means it. Yeah. But anyway, ultimately, my, my advice would just be, I promise if you stick it out, it's better on the other side. Sometimes it takes a long time, but it's better on the other side. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Got to be intentional in marriage. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes say it's like spring cleaning. When you like clean out your garage or your closets, it gets messier before it gets better, and you just have to be okay with the mess and work it yep. through it, and then yeah. you can get to the other side. Yeah. yeah, and you also have to realize that we, you made this mess. We made this mess together, you know, and so it's our, it's ours to work through and and overcome. So yeah, because all okay. that stuff in the garage is our stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> You got to deal with it. Yeah. Right. So I like in the book, you kind of talk about how you guys balance each other out. Like I think, Brooke, you wrote like you're the gas and Todd's the brakes. And so how have you found that like your different strengths like make you a stronger team? I feel like for me, I feel like I've always stretched side to maybe do things. He's a plant safe guy. You know, he's a bird, bird of the hand. Oh, I'm a two in the bush girl. I feel like there's two in the bush. So I feel like I've stretched him to do things. Like, I don't know if we ever would have adopted or had as many. Oh, man, no. There's so many different counties. Crazy babe to do crazy things. I'm, you know, impulsive. I kind of stretch him. But at the same time, he's like my saving grace. Like, he keeps us from going off the cliffs. When I do fall flat on my face, he's kind of that safe covering place. And and he, and he kind of reels me back in when I get a little too broad there. So it is, so to me, it, it, it is the perfect balance. Oh, yeah. And I mean, in the social media age, I think I have said it. I think I've saved her several relationships because <laughs> she's she's impulsive she's gonna say something brooke's always been like no no matter what it is or what's going on she's gonna face it down and we're gonna talk about it we're gonna sit face to face i've always been the one that's like and i think both both of our personalities have helped us out of trouble several times but i've always been the one that like we really need to assess whether this is because you know i felt like sleep on it yeah i've always if you still feel the same because i'm telling you i even when I pastored in the church, I would always say, you know, you got to know the difference between having ought against somebody and just being annoyed with somebody. You don't need to run to them just because you're annoyed or aggravated or there's been a disagreement or a dispute because there's very, we have lots of evidence in our life that those conversations have made it worse, you know, but, but now if you really do have a real issue, then sure. Yeah. And so I've, I've kind of pulled her back from the clip a few times. Brooke's super impulsive. Uh, but at the same time, especially when you, when you when you minister together at church, there's times things have to be addressed, right. and it's kind of work because sometimes I'm like that. It's time. Yeah, Brooke, Brooke's a lot more like pick up the sword and go to battle. You know, people would like their church. It's like so much meaner than not that I mean, but I was. More- I yeah, I just always wonder they would never come to me. Even our kids, a lot of they won't come. To me. You know, go to her, and I'm like, she's way more like I hate to say mean, but she's way meaner than I am as far as that kind of stuff goes. I'm I'm like diplomatic to a fault, but I mean, it's helped us, man. It helped us in in leadership roles in the church. I mean, of course, as husband and wife, as parents, it's helped us a lot, you know, because you know, I think and being pastors and sitting down with a lot of married couples, I have found that God tends or people are drawn, however you want to word it, to people that are that that are that are strong where they're weak. People that are very similar, a hundred percent similar. I'm not talking about similar beliefs. I mean, but just similar in their strengths and similar in their weakness. They don't tend to get along. You know? Oh, they don't. And so God kind of designed it. Well, we, you would make a good team. So it's like diversity. Oh, yeah. We're accidentally, we don't mean to do it. We're accidentally good cop, bad cop with our kids. Mm-hmm. Even. Like, and we don't even mean to do it. And she gets really mad at me because I'm really very like, he come up and love him and tell him it's okay. And she's she does that. Don't get me wrong. But she's more like, no, this they did wrong. Quit coddling them. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it rolls into saying, like, I'm a little more speak to the mountain. He's a little more let's dig. And he's one is so practical that I'm so like, what? No, like crazy big faith. Like, let's speak to this way. Tell me, well, it's a practical way, you know, it, but, it, but we really do balance each other out. Oh, yeah. You guys are talking about how, you know, one of you will say, you know, like, Brooke, you'll be more of confronting people. It's funny. I can tell when I go to bed early and Ted stays up because in the morning I'll go on like Facebook and I'll see something he posted or some comment he'll he's made. And I'm like, did you have done that? Like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. I can tell I went to bed. I think you need to edit that. Yeah, we've been there. I just signed in my account and took something down. That's uh, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to But, but then she's all. I'm like, why am I always going getting blocked? Trying to try you. Try, I tried to help. <laughs> yeah, Ted gets blocked too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the two of you, you guys take an anniversary trip every year. And I love that. And I liked the story too in your book where someone said, oh, I bet your kids would enjoy that. And you're like, yeah, we need this time. So talk yeah, about we why that is important and why you do that. Oh, well, we're actually, today even, when we're done with this, we're because her birthday is tomorrow. And so we... Oh, happy birthday. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got a plan today. I think we've, well, I mean, I don't want to blanket it too much. In the years that we've been able to, and we've been, it's not been every year of our marriage. I just think that... Pretty much. Close. Yeah. I think we've been just really deliberate about, yeah, and spending time with one another and like sort of shutting pretty much everything else out, just shut it all out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're in contact with the, the our parents and the kids or wherever they are, you know, and, but we just shut everything else out. And it's just she and I, and you do, you, you know, I mean, and, and, and in tough seasons or even in good seasons, but you really remember why you fell in love with each other, why you, yeah, you have a laugh again and, you know. The frustration of life I have experienced in marriage, the majority of just the day-to-day ones, is the stress of life. Yeah, there's life. You know, in ministry or whatever your jobs are, you know, kids, we have a lot of them just, they have their issue. It's just whatever's going on. And so what happens is when you find you kind of run the all pack, you have like a week or a weekend or whatever you can do that you don't have to focus on all that. I'm like, babe, we don't even fight at all. We like go away on our trips. On, we never fight. Yeah. She always says like, I don't understand when she gets upset when we're all, while well, we can go away and we're not, we don't fight. I'm like, because we're not dealing with all of this stuff when we're out in the woods in a cabin or, or on a cruise ship or whatever, you know, you know, and your relationship. And I, and I just want to put this out there. Everybody can't do that, but you can. You can do something. Yeah. Put on a movie, put your phones away. Have oh, there's 100% zero excuse. You can do something. something. I love like outside of that. My favorite thing is when we have to go somewhere, let's say you have to go like, and it's going to be like an hour drive or even used to be like 30 minutes. I love to go and like have conversation. Yeah. Like I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, Bro's going to get it. Bro's going to jump in the car. If I've ride it to pick up a dozen eggs or something, she just wants to get and jump in the truck and ride. Cause we have kids here that are plenty old enough to hold the fort now while we run to the grocery store. And down, so. Just enjoy like, you know, so even on trips, the drive to get there, like it's also one of my favorite parts have a lot of conversation and i think you can do that like just you have to still get to know your spouse that's how you change together if you quit asking questions if you quit conversation you know i mean that's my but you know what i mean <laughs> if you quit doing that you know because eventually kids grow up and they do move out and you're you're still there with your spouse and you might find you don't remember they are if you don't intentionally take some time however you can look it's a weekend a day trip put the kids in bed we did that in a season walk up the road yeah. I and mean, we've done that a bunch of times just walk up the road you know something where you like share your dreams yeah we got we almost got stripped by lightning on my side that we took <laughs> oh, that's a question, like, like really 
what is what is your least favorite body part of mine? Like, no, there's no way I'm going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, she finds these questionnaires and things. That's beside this point. I love that. This is just idea of intentionally growing together because we're all going to change. And our relationship's yeah. going to change. And if we're not intentional to change in the same direction, then right, right. we're going to drift apart. Right. So, 100%. Yeah. And you will. You know, there, there's going to be times where you're, really very very close and then other times where you and it's hard because we'll even have the conversations and we talked the other day i was like okay i'm like i don't i'm like i don't know i don't feel any different it's just sometimes you just life gets in the way yeah okay do we need to flirt more and he's like flirt. i don't even know what flirting even is <laughs> yeah well i asked ted recently i was like okay what do you wish i would say to you more and he goes i wish you'd tell me like cheesy pickup lines more so I started looking up cheesy pickup lines and it was just kind of a fun way to like, you know, laugh about things, you know, yeah. and remember oh, God. In the stress of life. Tell him, Brooke, I just wish you would say less, less. <laughs> Don't say anything more. <laughs> like, I think I want to feel desired. And so I'm tired of like, I get we get lazy in marriage. I think. Yeah, yeah, you do. Don't flirt. You take people, you know, you take your spouse for granted. But like it's a little tender in the day to say, I'm thinking about you or you look hot today or whatever. I don't know how you're flirting. It's like I was doing a makeup live and he got on it. It was conversational. And they're like, see, you're flirting with me. Like, um, I mean, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> when he used to preach and he would like preach about me to the pulpit, that was flirting. You don't like that, boy. <laughs> This has been awesome. I have so enjoyed talking to you guys, hearing about life and how you continue to grow together. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Wasn't that a great interview? Absolutely. I really, you know, loved how they encouraged couples going through a rough time to stick it out because it'll be better on the other side. You know, when we've had rough seasons, we found that to be true. We've talked about it in the past, you know, um, conflict as an adventure. <laughs> Embrace the conflict. Yeah. And I told, remember when I told you, because Ted and I were talking about the interview after I had it, and I told you the section about how Brooke gets blocked on social media because you get blocked. <laughs> no, I don't. You were like, I like Social media loves everything I, I write. <laughs> but, okay, so I think one of my favorite parts of the interview was when they talked about getting away every year, but that you don't have to wait until then to connect. Right. That there's no excuse not to find, you know, moments in your day when you can be intentional to spend time together and connect, whether it's taking a drive or taking a walk. I really liked that part. Doing dishes together. Yeah, they didn't mention that, but that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. You should help me more often. I think you should help <laughs> me. Anyway, so we may have, you know, started this episode differently than we normally do, but we're going to end it as we end every episode. That's and that's right. with an us time challenge. So, Ted, what do you think I'm going to say? Well, the thing that you drew from the uh, interview that you just mentioned was doing stuff together. Yeah. So just little things. Right. This week. Find some ways to connect with your spouse in just the daily moments of life, whether it's riding the car to the grocery store or doing dishes, as Ted said, or like us, maybe you're still shoveling rock in your backyard because you're still spreading it. <laughs> Arizona, we shovel right. rock. Yeah. And we're still working on that. Uh -huh. So anyway, you want to close us I out? Well, thank you for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to the next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. 
For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.